0: Welcome to Relationship Psych, the podcast, helping you understand how love turns to anger and even hate. Through the episodes, you will learn how to transform doomed relationships into exciting, intimate and long lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, grapes, and my adorable little dog, Briggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul crushing love that lasts hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can learn to create a strong relationship. Four doomed communication patterns. These are what to stop doing now if you want your relationship to last. In the TV show, everybody loves Raymond. Deborah and Ray are that lighthearted couple that get in a ton of banter. Certainly they are making their marriage work, but they give us a lot of great examples for what to do and certainly what not to do. In this episode, you see Deborah hard at work at the kitchen table, working diligently. Ray strolls into the kitchen in a cavalier tone, asks for a check so he can get a copy of Sports Illustrated. Deborah looks up and just questions, don't they have that at work? He responds saying they do, but he wants one at home. She goes on to tell him, Ray, that's a big waste of money. He follows with, yeah, well, don't you spend hundreds of dollars on... Looking around the kitchen and into the fridge, food, stop being so cheap. She says, it's not cheap. And goes on to him explaining about how they need to live within a budget. With a pitchy voice looking at her, he pleads, it's a magazine, I just want something for me. She counters, pointing out all of the purchases that have recently been for him. Still calm, she says to Ray, have you ever even seen our budget? And he says, yeah, there's a piece of paper that says budget on it. Raising her voice with an exasperated look on her face, she says, you have no idea what I do here, do you? Getting up from the table, she goes to get Ray, saying she will explain it to him. And he responds, no, you're gonna kill the magic. Sitting him down next to her, she says, once every two weeks, I go into the hamper, find your pants, and I dig out a paycheck. He responds, you're welcome. She continues to proceed, explaining to him about the costs that they have each month, servicing their debt, putting money away from the children, and having some discretionary money for whatever is left over after. He She then asks if he understands, him responding with, you know, one of your eyes is bigger than the other one. Looking away, her jaw nearly hitting the floor, taking a deep breath in, and in a raised tone, Deborah responds, you can't even listen to me, you can't even hear about the budget. He blames her. You're making this too complicated. She defends. She is not. He counters back. He protests that she is, and as her face turns, sitting back in her chair with a look of certain anger on her face, Ray immediately says, I didn't mean what I said. Closing the checkbook, scowling, Deborah shoves the papers towards him. She agrees the budget could be easier and walks away, leaving it for Ray. Now, while this was lighthearted with lots of laughs for the audience, if you can imagine actually being in that situation with your partner, trying to explain to them the budget, and they tell you one of your eyes is bigger than the other, it's almost like I can see the steam that would be coming out of my ears as if it was a cartoon. We use this, we're going to go through what John Gottman terms the four horsemen of the apocalypse because they are so bad for relationships. Even the masters of relationships do these from time to time, but the key is noticing them quickly once they start and repairing their relationship. As the old saying goes, you attract more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. And these are certainly the vinegar. So let's go through the four horsemen. The first, is criticism this is an attack you're bringing up an issue that focuses on a flaw within your partner's personality it basically says hey there is something wrong with you basically we can see this in the example above when Ray says to Deborah stop being so cheap he makes it about her a quality within her she is a cheapo instead of just saying hey Deborah you know what This is important to me. I wonder if there's a way we can compromise about it, but rather he makes it about a personality trait within her. The second one is defensiveness. The goal of defensiveness is self-protection. It is super common for most people to do this as soon as they feel criticized. They're going to defend their position. It's basically a way of saying, yeah, it's not me. It is you. Now this happens all throughout the dialogue, but we see it here when Ray asks her to write a check for Sports Illustrated and she says, it's a waste of money. He attempts to defend himself. Well, yeah, you spend hundreds of dollars on food. Stop being so cheap. The next one is stonewalling. This is when you withdraw from an interaction, either emotionally or physical. physically. We see the stonewalling when she asks Ray, do you understand? And he says, do you know, one of your eyes is bigger than the other. We also see Deborah do this when she passive-aggressively responds that, yeah, she is making this too complicated, closing the checkbook and pushing everything away to leave him there. So this is what we can really see couples do. The more you feel criticized, the more you want to push away. Now, the fourth horseman of the apocalypse is the deadliest. It is contempt. This is when you talk down to your partner basically carrying an attitude of like haughty superiority. It's the notion that I am better than you. It's the negative view of our partner. This usually looks like an eye roll, sneering, mockery or hostile humor. So what happens in a relationship when our partners do these? Well, if you catch them quickly and you're good at repairs, not a whole lot. But when these become the main way that we interact when these become the way that we get caught in vicious cycles of arguments when these pervade our day-to-day interactions with our partners that is a vicious cycle that ends in relationship doom and they're so easy to get stuck in I mean with hand washing for example It's a great battle between my partner and I. It's easy for me to lay out a complaint that has a hint of criticism in it. You know, did you wash your hands? I ask for the thousandth time. And he may look at me with an eye roll of like, oh my gosh, are you asking again? And it's a pattern that can quickly spiral us into a semblance of this four horsemen. But if we can catch it quickly and I can give him a wink and say, I know your wife is so irritating, give him a wink and then chase him around with like a funny little look as I follow him around with a hand sanitizer and then he rolls his eyes and rubs it into his hands. You know, we can quickly repair this. It's about the way that we express what our needs are. He would like for me to leave him alone and I would like him to sanitize his hands. And so there's a way to do that where we don't get in a fight. Imagine if I looked over and I was like, you're such a germ carrying person. All you want to do is make us sick. You're so lazy. Do you think he's going to put the hand sanitizer on and, you know, give me a lighthearted, playful reaction? Probably not. And so it's about the way that we bring up our complaints. It's about the way we express our dissatisfaction. If we can do it in a way that is playful, lighthearted, and soft, we're much more likely to get the reaction that we want. But when we're criticizing, when we're really defensive, when we're stonewalling, when we're caught up in contempt... That is a way to lead to discord, arguments, saying things you don't mean, feeling misunderstood, feeling like your partner is selfish, like they don't get you. (sighs) And in a long lasting love, that's exactly what you don't want. So the first step in these is just really noticing, okay, I have a complaint. Like, okay, if I want a Sports Illustrated magazine and I think my partner is being cheap, rather than saying they are cheap, you can say, you know, this is really important to me. I would like the copy of Sports Illustrated because it's one of the ways that lets me relax in my free time. And if your partner goes on to say, yeah, but we just don't have a lot of money, you say, I understand your concern about the money. Why don't we work together to balance the budget? Like there's other ways to express our complaints and our concerns without going at it toe to toe and figuring out who's going to win by defending our position and taking shots. So just notice, are the four four horsemen your dominant way of communicating? You know, are you typically criticizing, defensive, stonewalling, or perhaps caught up in contempt? And if you are, just notice the kinds of interactions and you can play with your language. You know, maybe your partner leaves some juice on the kitchen counter and you're like, oh my God, you're so lazy. Put the juice away. See what would happen if you change that interaction to a wink and smiling, sweetheart, I just noticed you left the juice on the counter again. Could you please put that back in the fridge? Just see what happens. And if that feels too inauthentic for you, just find another way that is more lighthearted, more playful, more making a request than saying something that is about that person. Maybe you're someone that as soon as your partner says something, you just want to leave the room because you're like, I can't believe how you said that to me. Rather engaging in some defensiveness or stonewalling, you could say, you know, I just felt a little attacked. Could you rephrase that? So there's so many ways to make it better. But before we can make it better, we have to figure out what the problem is. So take a look. Notice your patterns in communication. That is the first step. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couples therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.